the trade deadline is done, but that leaves a couple of roster spots for the Bucks, and the buyout market is starting to heat up. There seems to be plenty of interest this year. Uh, let's go. Let's go through a few of the names that the Bucks could potentially add to their roster, and maybe there is going to be some ownership change as well. A story came out over the weekend, so we'll get uh, into that and ask whether there's anything to be concerned about if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. Alongside me, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. We're here for today's episode that is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. And we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday. Uh, we didn't do a post-game podcast after the Clippers game. You know, I, I personally needed a break. Three pods on trade deadline day. And we do. Uh, listen, shout out to the viewers, Frank, and the listeners. I, I messaged you about this on the weekend. But uh, last week, certainly on YouTube, was our biggest week on YouTube by a long, 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 long way. People are very interested in the trade stuff. The subscriptions are going up. We appreciate it. It's free to do so. Jump on and leave your comments as well. And you have plenty to talk about today. The buyout market. Ownership changes. We're going to get into it all, but we appreciate the support of everyone. Now, we should just quickly mention, by the way, Frank, the Bucks did beat the Clippers. We're not going to get into this game too much. It was a couple of days ago. We've got the Bucks and the Celtics coming up, but the Bucks have won 10 games in a row, their longest streak of the season, which we love to see. They're a game back of the Celtics still with an opportunity uh, to, to gain some ground there and potentially a, a tiebreaker as well that could be meaningful in a couple of nights' time. So... I shut you down with the buyout stuff the other day, uh, Frank. <laughs> and we've seen a little bit of movement. Reggie Jackson looks like he's off the board. Terrence Ross looks like he's off the board. Maybe the best way to go through this is just name by name of guys that are potential uh, of potential interest. Who's at the top? Who's the number one seed right now? Who's the top of your board if the Bucks can get anyone in the buyout market? Hmm. Well, I think we should probably start with the caveat that <laughs> that buyout guys are you know t- temper your enthusiasm right i think with with so what we're here guys, to do frank we don't yeah, need so we don't need honesty we don't need honesty <laughs> you know usually uh with buyout guys right like um a lot of times right the guys that people are most excited about are the guys that were like you remember being good two or three years ago and either they're on bad teams and maybe still are good but um, there maybe there's some reason that they weren't traded for value or, you know, there's some reason why, uh, they're in the position of being bought out rather than dealt. Um, or again, maybe they just aren't good and nobody wanted to give up assets for them. Uh, I think the common thread of a lot of the buyout guys that we are seeing, uh, hit the market. And, and usually, uh, is that a lot of them are guys that were traded as part of deals were included because for salary matching purposes, something like that. 
and then they go to a new location and it's just like, yeah, we don't need you, right? I mean, John Wall going back to the Rockets. Don't think John Wall's going back <laughs> to the Rockets, right? Um, you know, we saw Danny Green, one of the first uh, names off the board, uh, I believe also ended up in Houston. And I think two days ago, like Raphael Stone, the GM there was making comments about like, oh, we, th- we like his fit here. And then, you know, it's like, nah, he's leaving. He's going to Cleveland, which, you know, is a nice, nice pickup for, for a Cavs team that obviously has some, some deficiencies on the wing, but again, Danny green hasn't played right because of a torn ACL. Um, and similarly, uh, Reggie Jackson, who I think would have been a guy that we would have talked about, you know, kind of a, a guy that at least a couple years ago had a terrific, you know, heater, especially in the playoffs for that Clipper team that uh, went to, was it six games with, uh, with the Suns? I don't, I, you know, I don't think they were that close to beating the Suns given that they were without Kawhi at that point, but um, but he had a tremendous playoffs and again, but has fallen off. Right. And he was in a trade um, and gets bought out, but is purported to be heading back to Denver. I believe, I believe his, I believe he went to high school in Denver. So I think there's some, some local connections there. Uh, so again, a lot of the other guys that, that might be in the discussion. We talked about Pat Beverly. Is Pat Beverly still good? Eh, eh, I don't know. It didn't look too good for the Lakers. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, he gets shipped out in a deadline day, day deal. And so similarly, uh, another guy that appears to be headed to the buyout market. Um, you know, I think George Hill rumored to be headed to the buyout market potentially, however, not a guy the Bucks can resign due to changes that the league made. Um, it was about five, six years ago. I forget when it was, but, um, but some changes were made. So basically teams can't resign guys that they just traded out. So uh, George Hill, not eligible to, to be signed by the Bucks. Um, also Serge Ibaka, not eligible <laughs> to be re-signed by the Bucks if the Indiana Pacers buy him. I don't, I don't think that was any, was anybody on anybody's radar anyway. Um, but again, that's just obviously a lot of the, the context. So um, I think like I, th- there's an NBA.com. They had a list uh, of, of potential names that, that could hit the bio market. Why don't I just read through these real quick, Kane, and you tell me if you see any here that, that could potentially uh, wet the Bucks whistle. As it were, mm-hmm. these these are in alphabetical order, right? Will Barton. I've actually heard a. I, I feel like we've heard a little bit of buzz that the Bucks could be interested in Will Barton. Um, similarly, was good last year in Denver. Terrible this year in Washington. Was not traded. That's why he's a guy that's being talked about as a bio candidate. We've talked about Pat Beverly probably way more than than we need to. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, who uh, had a little bit of an incident with a, a Theragun and did not seem to uh, be. Uh, enjoyed in Miami before he was shipped out to San Antonio before the deadline. Uh, Bryn Forbes, there's already already been some Bryn Forbes buzz. I was joking that you know Giannis maybe just wants a guy that he can use for assist hunting when he needs triple doubles because Bryn Forbes will jack shots off uh, off movement and we know he can hit those. Uh, I don't know if that's even. I think I'm only like 40% joking by the way that that would be with the origin of this interest. Perhaps Giannis is the origin of this interest. Um, we talked about Danny Green already uh, off the board. We talked about the former Bucks, Reggie Jackson off the board. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, I don't foresee DeAndre Jordan being uh, of interest to the Bucks. Uh, he's becoming available presumably because of Thomas Bryant landing in Denver. Kevin Love is interesting. I didn't even realize Kevin Love had sort of fallen off the Cavs rotation radar. I feel like every time the Cavs play the Bucks, Kevin Love scares me and ends up hitting hits ends up hitting some threes. And annoying me um, because, you know, Giannis in particular doesn't really want to guard Kevin Love running around the perimeter. But again, potentially he could actually be available, which again, seems a little funky to me given 
Um, you'd think their big guys could disguise some of his, his weaknesses. Um, Derek Rose, who we've talked about, I think when we talked about Derek Rose, I think we talked about him being probably more of a buyout type guy than a trade interest guy. So perhaps that, uh, that may come back, um, come back around. Terrence Ross already rumored to be headed to Phoenix. Uh, Dario Saric landed in Oklahoma city. Again, potentially he could be, um, on the move and John wall, who uh, we discussed, I would say John wall and Russell Westbrook, uh, the last two names in this list, um, from NBA.com. I'm going to hazard that John wall will not be playing in Houston <laughs> and Russell Westbrook obviously won't be playing in Utah already buzzed that Russell Westbrook could land in uh, Chicago, which would just be, man, that'd be all sorts of interesting. Um, and a couple other names that, that have been at least tossed about Justin holiday, Hey, always room for some nepotism when it comes to uh, signing uh, siblings of Bucks players. Uh, Drew Holiday, the only you know, Brooke, Brooke and Giannis have already had brothers signed, so got to get got to get a, another Holiday brother potentially in here. Uh, Corey Joseph, kind of that game manager point guard from Detroit. Frank Kaminsky, Wisconsin legend Frank Kaminsky, and Kevin Knox and Thad Young. Thad Young, I think, in maybe two years ago was a really interesting name. I don't know that he is now. So. Let me put the pause button there. Any names that jump out at you? And I guess maybe the first question for you, Kane, is like, is there a position that you're like specifically looking at? Or are you thinking of it through the lens of, hey, just like, is there anybody that's like actually like could be pretty good? And obviously some of that lens will be where you have guys that might actually play. But anybody jump out and, and what kind of positional fit are you looking for? Yeah, there's a couple of names that jump out. And the position stuff is interesting because, again, it could be matchup. Uh, determined by potential matchups you could see in the postseason. Yes, I'm talking about Philadelphia and Joel Embiid as well. Uh, so I've got interest in a couple of buyout guys. I've also got interest in LinkedIn jobs. Uh, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you should surround yourself with. Again, that is relevant in the buyout market. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs, uh, with LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. Uh, it's very, very popular. There are 875 million member profiles on LinkedIn, and LinkedIn jobs will sift through all those using uh, insights from your job post and uh, identify the uh, people that are most suited to your job. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so there's two questions that I'm asking myself when I'm looking at the buyout guys. The first question is, do you need a backup center? So first of all, I've got no interest in Dwayne Dedman. Let me just throw that out there. Zero interest. But uh, I is that do... is that a person? Is that a personal thing, or is that a positional thing, or both? I just, I just don't think he's good. I don't think he would be helpful. Nolan Noel is another name I've seen thrown around there. I don't know what the situation would be, but I would be into that. And this is mostly just yeah, most series. I'm not too concerned about it. If you did get Philadelphia, I think. It would be at least nice to have at least another body there in case you needed it. But the interesting guy that I hadn't really thought about too much, and it'll be fascinating to see what Oklahoma City does, is Dario Saric. Now, if you remember, he tore his ACL against the Bucks in the finals. 
and he kind of would have been a handy body to have. Now, I'm not saying that changes anything, but I do think that that was a blow uh, for the Phoenix Suns in terms of he can he can do some stuff with lineups. He can play small ball stuff with him. He's a decent defender. He shoots a three relatively well, and he's always been a kind of a smart player. I think like as a as somewhat of a, a guy that can move the ball a little bit as a as a big guy or a small ball big man. So Saric is interesting to me. The problem I have when I come to the Bucks and thinking, yeah, I would like to have another big body is when it gets to this time of the year and Deadman is in that category. And obviously you mentioned DeAndre Jordan. Like, I, I don't think that they're actually helpful in, in a series against Embiid. Like, I, I don't think they're going to do anything. So then you ask yourself, what are the actual options at this time of the year? Or do you just go with with a guard? The fact that Bucks kept Grayson Allen, I think was a bonus with the Jay Crowder stuff and not needing to trade him. You've at least got another body there. I don't mind if they want to get Bryn Forbes, Frank. Now, I don't think that he's going to play in the postseason, and maybe I'm just saying this because I think he's going to come back. But there are some concerns with some of the guys on this list that it's like, okay, what impact are they going to have if they come in on the locker room? Is it going to, be, is it going to cause any problems? We're talking about a very, very minimal role. And as you said, historically, if you think a buyout guy is going to come in and win you a playoff series, probably unlikely. So at least if the Bucks do in, do bring in Bryn Forbes, it's another shooter. Do you think he can play deep in the playoffs? Probably not. But you know he's not going to be a problem. Everyone's going to love him. He's a champion with the franchise. He's going to come back in and, and fit well. So maybe there's higher upside if Derek Rose has something left and you want to bring him back. Pat Bev also falls in that category. I, I'm not sure what kind of impact he would have. I know he's like super intense and him and Javon Carter would be... If you wanted to, 48 minutes of crazy pressure defensively. But he also talks a lot of rubbish. He's done some stuff like the whole Chris Paul. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of impact Pat Bev would have uh, on this team. And I would probably at this point, I like the group they've had. I'm happy to play it safe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think for the Bucks in particular, the locker room vibes question is is a pretty operative one because I, I don't know that I see anybody that like, immediately comes in and plays 15 minutes per game. And we know that injuries always happen. And, you know, we saw that over the the weekend, uh, you know, Chris has the night off against the Clippers and, you know, uh, Bobby's obviously been out. And so in that game, I mean, you saw Marjan Bochamp get first, first half minutes, right. And ended up scoring 10 points a little bit, probably about, I think actually half of that came pre garbage time. And then, um, had a, another dunk. Giannis got a technical. <laughs> Giannis technically got the technical. I was trying to figure out if it was for hanging on the rim, or, but apparently Giannis got a technical bench, yeah. for uh, for for his bench antics uh, after Marjan got his dunk. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, again, like you're you're only a couple injuries away from like that that role potentially being somebody that plays. And I mean, think back to the championship run, right? Bryn Forbes has a complete heater against the Miami heat. No pun intended. I actually did not think that through uh, outscores Jimmy Butler in the first round of the playoffs. And then is like a total, you know, well, MIA pun intended um, after the Miami series, he's completely absent, eventually loses minutes. And Jeff Teague, Jeff Teague, buyout guy, Jeff Teague ends up being a guy that plays uh, for the bucks through the finals. And I mean, Hey, we'll, we'll always have that. What was it? The game six, Jeff Teague experience. I forget. I can't remember if it was Jeff for game five or game six, but when he had like 11 points or whatever it was 
against his former team to help the Bucks uh, ease past them, right? Jeff T getting the A on the group project, as he said, uh, right after uh, the Bucks won the title. So, um, you know, I, I think I think it's a really delicate question. I think it's hard to really kind of like speak in the abstract about it because I totally agree. Like you need to add somebody that I think can accept just not playing. And, and again, maybe they can play in the regular season, but you already have like, you know, especially with Chris now playing again and we'll see when Bobby comes back. I think, you know, we heard probably like a, that's a four to six week injury. Um, and I think what we're like a little over two weeks into that. So the all-star break, maybe after the all-star break, you get Bobby back. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's a delicate thing. I think, especially with a team that's starting to hit its stride. So I think, yeah, the first question is always like, if you're, if you're like going to be pissed, if you're not getting 10, 15 minutes the rest of the season and especially in the playoffs, then probably look elsewhere. Um, and again, again, maybe that's the appeal of Bryn Forbes because he did have a random series where he played well. And then, you know, he pretty much fell out of the rotation entirely and, you know, didn't seem to, to be a bad apple about it. So, and, and again, the guy wasn't even playing in Minnesota, right? Which is that in itself is also a red flag, right? That Brent Forbes like kind of like has uh, I don't, I don't know that he's like a demonstrably worse player, but clearly he has not performed at a high level this past season. So I think it's really hard to say. And I think the, the risk is always, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that like they should go after wall or Westbrook just because, well, Westbrook's a complete, you know, not even a, I mean, he's way too disruptive and the, the lack of shooting, like, I mean, you can, like, it would be insane to try to put him with, with Giannis for that reason alone. So, I mean, we don't even have to talk about Westbrook, but. Well, he also, to your point, he also would be, I can't imagine that he would be happy with yeah. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, even 15 minutes. minutes a game. Yeah. He wants to play at least 25 minutes a game. He thinks yeah. he should be playing 30 minutes a game. I mean, the spectacle of him trying to take over LeBron's uh, game where he's, you know, breaking the NBA scoring record. I mean, it was just like, man, this, I don't want this dude on my team. Right. And again, I know he was looking for a change of scenery and probably felt like you know, he'd been dragged through the dirt a bit with the way that, that Which uh, I think he has, he has. Yeah. But I mean, it's also for, for a reason. Right. So, I, so yeah. And, and I think again, like, I mean, look at John wall, right? Like remember first week of this season, like John wall has like a good game or two and everybody's suddenly like, Oh, they got John wall for the mid level. Like, Oh, you know, and it's like, yeah. And what happened? Right they were looking to kick John Wall to the curb. And I think if you're expecting John Wall to come in and, and be this like, you know, old John Wall, like that's, that's just a really tall ask. And, uh, but that said, I think it is an interesting position the Bucks are in because Javon Carter, Hey, he did it again on Friday night. He's been a really nice change of pace defensively for the Bucks. He's been aggressive, especially of late with his three point shot and done enough offensively to be a complimentary, like, you know, kind of fourth, fifth guy on the floor can, can take a shot when someone you need to late in the clock. Um, but I think it is a valid question. It's like, how do you feel about Javon Carter just being your backup point guard throughout the playoffs against mm-hmm. all these teams, including the Celtics, right? Um, against a team as, as big and, and physical as, as the Celtics. So uh, I think, I, I definitely feel like they need to add another guard, preferably somebody who can handle it a little bit and if needed, be able to be that kind of, you know, backup point guard ish type guy. So again, I mean, I, I joked a, a bit about my affinity for Pat Bev from my wife's previous, you know, Houston Rockets fandom and following Pat Bev back when he was like in his prime, you're not getting that Pat Beverly 
I mean, he's had really good defensive metrics in previous years. This year it's fallen off just overall more his offense and, and his defense. But, um, <laughs> Kane's got the, uh, Bryn, Bryn Forbes, uh, screen cap, Bryn handle life showing him dribbling two basketballs at once. So there you go. Uh, he's making his, his, uh, his pitch there. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, li- I just like the guy. Like, I just yeah. like the guy. I think he's very funny. I, do I think it helps the Bucks in a big way? No, I think you're exactly right. I think ultimately, even if I have pause about it, if they were, did find a way to bring in Pat Bev, who, by the way, I was just looking at his basketball reference. He's never played under 15 minutes in his entire career, and he was playing 27 minutes a game for the Lakers. So again, I think there's some role stuff there. But if they brought in Pat Bev, I, I, I would get around it. I would talk myself yeah. into that being a, a nice move. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be, again, he's almost like too similar to the Bucks stylistically, just as far as being, you know, in the kind of Crowder, Wes Matthews mold of kind of defense first guys that, you know, are not very athletic and offensively, like don't bring any sort of like explosion and you're pretty much living and dying with them being able to, to knock down some open threes. Um, so, but yeah, but I mean, is, is Pat Bev like definitely worse than Javon Carter at this point? I don't know. I'm still a little, <laughs> I'm still a bit nervous about again, like the idea that you're throwing Javon in there and just expecting him to, to be the backup point guard throughout the playoffs. I mean, we, you won a championship with Jeff Teague doing that basically for the last couple of rounds. So, I mean, it can be done, right? You don't need to have um, necessarily great depth at the point guard spot, especially given the playmaking the Bucks have uh, at the non-guard spots, especially now with with Joe Ingles in addition to to Chris Giannis. Um, but I think absolutely, I would I would want to have another ball handler. And then I think again, if the Bucks are signing two guys, they have two roster spots. Um, you know, as always, I'm gonna say financially like because the salaries are prorated there's not as big of a tax impact at this point of adding somebody i think like a, if you sign somebody now it'd be like 800k or so rather than like 1.8 1.9 million in terms of their contract value uh but like we've said there's about a 4x multiplier on that from a tax perspective so a minimum guy is going to cost you call it four million dollars all in something like that so it's not a trivial thing and you know I'm, i am i am curious you know, given the Bucks essentially spent at every possible opportunity this season, right? They gave Bobby the absolute most money they could give him. They gave Pat Connaughton a new contract, which, you know, doesn't start until next year, but essentially it was about as much as you could pay Pat Connaughton. Um, they, you know, even went so far as to re-sign Jordan Wara, which we debated the other day and discussed the other day what the implications were of that. You know, they, there was no penny pinching with this roster this season, right? They spent their, their, the mid-level, the full tax mid-level on Joe Ingles. Like they've spent pretty much every dime that they could. And if they bring, bring in two, uh, two guys on, you know, sort of buyout sort of late season additions to fill out the roster, then Sam's going to be true here. Like they will have literally spent like basically every dime they could, which, Hey, great. I applaud the bucks and ownership in particular. We'll talk more about ownership in a minute. Um, but you know, again, are those guys that you'd expect to play? Probably not. You hope you don't actually need them. Um, but for that reason, having guys that are going to, you know, be good soldiers is is important. And again, I don't know, like with a guy like Derek Rose, I mean, he wasn't playing in New York. <laughs> so I'm sure if he goes someplace, he'd want to have a chance to play. Um, I don't know how much competing for a championship, you know, weighs in for these various guys. Um, but I'm sure it's, it's going to be a factor the likely playing time that they're going to get. So yeah, so it should be some interesting names. And um, I think the Bucks, 
I expect the Bucks are going to get somebody who at some point was good in the last two to three years. But the question is, are they actually st- still going to have anything in the tank for this you know, spring and, and hopefully summer playoff run? And if they don't, then again, there's going to have to be an understanding that, that they just might not play. All right. We can continue that conversation. I don't think we're getting to ownership today. Unsurprisingly, we've gone uh, too long here. But I've got a few more questions for you around this roster, including the two-way guys, because we should clarify uh, some stuff there as well with what the Bucks could potentially do and maybe what they've done in past years, if there's any indication of uh, how they're going to play this. But first, let's talk about FanDuel. The midway, uh, we are at the midway point of the NBA season. Well, actually, we're well and truly beyond. But uh, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel, uh, FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. Now... The NBA Finals betting odds, uh, as we, these continue to be updated and they've changed a little bit since the trade deadline. Boston Celtics favorites at plus 270. The Bucks closely behind, plus 410. The Phoenix Suns, uh, yeah, they, they've made a bit of a jump here. They're now the favorites in the West at plus 500. For NBA Finals matchups, Boston Celtics and Phoenix Suns is the favorite, then Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets. And what about the third favorite? The Milwaukee Bucks first, the Phoenix Suns at plus 800. Uh, Kevin Durant couldn't beat the Bucks in 2021. The Phoenix Suns couldn't beat the Bucks in 2021. So they said, let's get together and see if we can take down the Milwaukee Bucks. That would be a fun matchup if there was a rematch uh, there. But uh, make sure you go download the FanDuel app and uh, don't miss out on your chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's Fanduel. Dot com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So as we were talking about guys that have played a little bit, I don't think AJ Green, well, and funnily enough, a number of people that I saw when the Bryn Forbes stuff come up, they said, well, we've got AJ Green. He's Bryn Forbes, maybe. But uh, you're a mama. Like, could they put him on the roster in case they need him to play a few minutes? I don't know. I don't know whether it's a likely thing to do. Those guys aren't eligible to play in the postseason. But if we look at what they've done in previous years, just for an indication with the buyout stuff, um, was Pau Gasol a buyout? I think he was, wasn't he? They signed him late in the season. I know he didn't have much of an impact. Marvin Williams was another one that they got that we were pretty, you know, we were actually pretty optimistic yeah. about uh, that one there. And he was fine. I mean, he he played. You know, he was your yeah. like a ba- backup foreman, right? And I thought they they kind of misused him, right? Like having him play, you know, the common thing we cite was seeing him playing, you know, drop defense instead of doing like kind of pure switching with him as a four-man, which would have been the obvious thing. That was, you know, kind of pre-bud seeing the light in a lot of ways um, from from a rigidness standpoint. But uh, but yeah, I thought Marvin Williams was a good buyout guy. And I mean, we've, we've mentioned Javon Carter multiple times. Javon Carter was a really good buyout guy, obviously played a role in the the bull series last year and then you know played in what in the first game of this the Celtics series and then kind of fell out of the 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 uh rotation entirely and again i you know it's hard to look back and say that javon carter was going to make a big difference given the size factor was such a huge part of, of the bucks issues but george hill also just i mean physically wasn't right and offensively didn't didn't give you anything so certainly javon couldn't have been worse offensively than than george was but again is that going to swing the series i bit skeptical of that but but yeah javon was a really good signing last year is this ironically they, they took advantage of the nets buyout 
signing of Goran Dragic and got uh, got Carter. And obviously, he's a guy that has stuck with the Bucks. And the other thing that they've made a habit of is just signing random guys, sometimes from overseas. Axel Tupan, NBA champion, Axel Tupan. <laughs> Uh, Rajon Tucker obviously came and, and spent some time in the back end of the roster. Uh, Luca Vildoza. So they M- NBA champion Elijah Bryant. Elijah Bryant, exactly right. So third, so... third leading, third leading rookie scorer two years ago because he played <laughs> only the last game of the season and scored 15 points. Um, he uh, he remains in his NBA career as a 15 point per game career scorer. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, there have been some random ones, but actually, and let me just just a note on this too. So. I wouldn't actually, I think it's good you bring this up because this is one of these like kind of games that you can play from like a tax perspective as well. If you sign one of these guys literally in like the last week of the season, they're prorated. Basically, it always becomes this multi year contract, right? Which means that it's basically like we sign you for the rest of this season, which, you know, is a week of regular season plus the playoffs or whatever it might be. And then typically it's like a non guaranteed number for the following season, which we saw with some of the guys that you mentioned, right? Like Bill Doza, Ray John Tucker, like all those guys had non-guaranteed uh, uh, contracts that ultimately like, you know, were not, were not picked up. So they didn't stick with the team. Um, so really just kind of like, you know, lottery tickets, right? Elijah Bryant, the same way. And the upside of doing that, or the option of taking somebody like Mamu and converting him to a full NBA contract is if you do that, like literally like, you know, at the end at the last few days of the season, uh, you can get them on very, very small prorated minimum contracts. So the impact on the tax is very, very low. And then, you know, again, especially with the G League guys not being, or sorry, the two-way guys in previous years, in some years they've been playoff eligible. Typically they're not supposed to be this year. They're not as of now, at least. Uh, so again, like was any, were any of us expecting, you know, Mamu and AJ Green to play in the playoffs? No. Uh, but if they want to throw one of those guys a bone and say like, Hey, we like you, we want to give you that non-guaranteed deal for next year, give you a full NBA contract for the rest of this year, which again is a very short period, but at least make you playoff eligible, use the last roster spot. It's an option. And, uh, let's just say that's kind of like a backdoor way of like, you know, taking care of your guys a little bit, but also, uh, not taking a huge hit to, to your, to your tax number. Yeah, it, yeah, and and I guess as as we've discussed and as you've discussed, the tax stuff has clearly changed over the years. Uh, from you know a couple of years ago, where where it wasn't really a factor. So it'll be fascinating. Uh, these names are going to continue to drop, so we'll see uh, if the Bucks get involved. Uh, I think it was Austin Rivers actually was the one who suggested the uh, the Brent Forbes stuff that he was going to sign in Milwaukee soon. So we'll see if that ends up being the case. Uh, certainly, when I tweeted that meme the other day, which was just a, a funny thing, I just thought it was, a, it was a funny meme. But there seemed to be people that were aggressively against the Bryn Forbes because there is an idea that you can add someone that's going to absolutely tilt the championship scale. I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but if it's not Bryn Forbes, I'm probably in on Pat Bev. Um, but we'll see uh, how this all plays out over the next couple of days. I'm catching up with John Corrales from Locked On Celtics tomorrow because the Bucks and the Celtics have been at the top of the East all season long, and they've got this game on Tuesday night, uh, which the Bucks looking for 11 in a row, then they got the Bulls. So two more games before the All-Star break. It would be nice to go into the break with a 12-game uh, winning streak. Make sure you check out the Game to Game podcast on your Locked On NBA feed to get your recaps of the night before's NBA action. Only two games today in the Arvo being Super Bowl Sunday, but uh, back into it tomorrow. So make sure you check out Game to Game. We want a 12-game streak, Frank. Come on. By the way, 
you just used the term Arvo again, right? Which I think yes. we've, we've talked about offline. You want to tell Arvo. people what that means? This 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 is an Australianism, which I I think I used context clues to figure out what you were saying previously. But can you can you give people a little bit of slang, uh, you know, Australian dictionary here? Look, if you can shorten the afternoon to Arvo, why would you not do that? This is a very, very smart and efficient way to do work. How are uh, you spelling that? How, how, how is that spelled, if you had to spell that? A-R-V-O, Arvo. Afternoon becomes A-R-V-O. That's it, mate. Four letters instead of, don't know, what is that, nine? <laughs> Ten? <laughs> Great stuff. All it's right. Great. Well, this is a little bit of culture 101 for, for our, our sickos out there who, who stick with us through the very end of these podcasts. We love it. Let us know what you think the Bucks should do. I know everyone will have their thoughts and opinions and they'll be looking ahead. So make sure you jump in the I, YouTube. I'm anti Bryn Forbes, by the way. I, I don't like we've seen this movie before. I'll take behind, whatever behind door number two. Shout out to Bryn, NBA champion, Heart You, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I, I don't know. There, there are a lot. There's some guys I'm like nostalgic. Bring them back. Wes Matthews, George Hill. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like again we had a good time. Bryn, move on. But uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, old Frank Madden starts the podcast by telling everyone that no one in the buyout market is going to have an impact, and now he's closing the door on a, a Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks champion who won you a series and outscored Jimmy Butler. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's slander. I mean, that feels like slander to to our our guy. Bryn Forbes, uh, but I, I don't know. There, there's some reunions <laughs> that I just, I'm just less, less excited about. All right, we'll see what happens. If anything does happen, maybe we'll uh, chuck in an we need, extra we need to get, as we, well. We need to get Dante Exum finally, Can Just, you know, Dante Exum, probably never going to play in the NBA again. Once or twice a year, we talk about him as though he might. Um, where, where is he playing? Serbia this year? He's in Partizan. Partizan Belgrade. And, yeah. Uh, playing well. But, love, love in the Balkan life, uh, but you know, hey, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep talking about the idea of, of Dante Exum. It'll be a an annual rite of passage, just like we always do the Derrick Rose. Could Derrick Rose come to the Milwaukee Bucks podcast every year? But Dante Exum is like the the next level version of that because literally, there's been no discussion of Dante Exum ever coming to the Bucks. But we can dare to dream. He's the he's the Aussie that I'll 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 be with you on that one. When he wins a gold medal at the World Cup later this year and plays a starring role and shutting down the USA, you will all finally believe me. We'll, all, we'll all spend our, our Arvos uh, looking up Dante Exum stats and uh, dreaming of, of bringing, him, bringing him back to the NBA at long last. We will see. As I said, we'll podcast tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe, drop your comments, hit like. Uh, all those things uh, it certainly helps us and we very much appreciate it we'll be back tomorrow what is this no bucks games for three days ridiculous it's too long it's too long kane they're gonna be they're gonna be rusty they're gonna be rusty on tuesday it's too long i'll be rusty too by tomorrow's podcast